Hey guys, it's Joe just jumping on before our episode 10 to just apologise for being a terrible podcast boy. Uh, let's see, a lot of stuff has been going wrong. Uh, I have been uh, super unwell, um, like not really being able to do anything. Uh, so, you know, that, that would normally be bad. Uh, thanks to Travis for sticking with me and actually like helping a lot. But... Uh, I'm probably going to have to throw this laptop that I'm editing this podcast on uh, down the toilet because, uh, yeah, we've well, I've had a lot of issues with crashing, and uh, it's it's an old laptop anyway. It's just a crappy laptop that I use to edit the show, but I have to move like loads of files over onto uh, the proper computer, and uh, yeah, that's kind of contributed a lot to this being late. So, sorry once again, uh, with any luck, later this week you'll be getting part 3, uh, already working on that on the new computer, uh, and so far Audacity has not crashed multiple times, so good things. So, two episodes this week, and then part 4 next week, and then we'll not be doing JoJo's anymore, so, I don't know if people are looking forward to that, or just part four or whatever comes next. Anyway, thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 10, 10 you guys, of WTF Anime, but also welcome to the true man's world, where you'll find yourself on the path of light. That's what I'll pray for, and I thank you. I'm Joe, and joining me as ever is Travis. It's me, we made it to double digits, I haven't quit yet. Yeah, man, uh, I, I'm surprised. We have seen a lot of people on Twitter saying... Many anime that will make you actually cry, but we haven't hit any of those yet, so it's all good so far. So far. Give me their names and addresses and possibly social security numbers. I will wreck I can give you Twitter handles. Does, does that, like, how does that do you? We're going to need to try harder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find some hacking ability. There you go. Hack the planet, Joe. <laughs> He's hacking through time. God, what a fucking awful movie. Anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about shitty movies. We're here to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2, Battle Tendency. How how are we recovering after Part 1? Um, you know, Part 1, I didn't mind. It reminded me a lot of, like, I felt like I was about to play Fist of the North Star. Mm -hmm. And I have fond memories of that game, so I just channeled that all the way through. Yeah, it's kind of a Fist of the North Star meets Castlevania, I guess. Yeah, kind of a little bit. There's some there's some vampirism. Hmm. But this, this is part two. Set in 1938. So, I've, I've got to say, after watching the whole episode, 
do they understand how people dressed in 1938? Because it doesn't feel like they understood how people dressed in 1938. Hirohiko Araki understands how people dress in the 80s, and that's it. Okay, uh, that's what I thought, because none of this looks like 30s garb from anywhere, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, later on, there are some, um, there are some Nazi uniforms, but there were no Nazis in this episode. There were not, no. Uh, this is zero, um, zero Nazis. I will also, um, just because I know everybody is counting down since this is JoJo's month with me, and it's time to check in on Spearwatch. Hashtag Spearwatch. Yes. There was literally zero spears in this episode. And that concludes this episode of Hashtag Spearwatch. Join us next episode where there are no spears. You don't know that. I know that. Right. Don't spoil my thing. Having watched every episode of the show, I know that very few spears appear now. Arrows. If 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 we were doing Arrow Watch, part of four would be bonkers for you. <laughs> blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should start discussing the episode now that Spear Watch is out of the way. I'm not stopping. I don't care if you spoil it ahead of time. Fuck you, Joe. I'm doing Spearwatch. I mean, and, and that's fine. I mean, you need more things to do than to say, next time on Bub. <laughs> Did you just equate me with Wolverine? Maybe a little. <laughs> Fair enough. Not my so, favorite X-Men, but we'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, on a... On a prior note to this, the opening, which is kind of synonymous with JoJo's, wasn't in this episode, but I did show Travis the opening. Um, yeah, let's, I guess, talk about that, because it's insane, beautiful, and spoilers, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't even, there's a lot there. I mean, it, it's all pretty, uh, pretty. You're right. It, it, it's very well drawn, well animated. Um, I don't even know when did this come out. Uh, you may have told me before, but yeah, this one I believe it was either. It's kind of around like late 2012, early 2013. Okay, so not so far off that it's like, uh, wow, these guys were above and beyond the, the field of its yeah, time, yeah. but but modern. Hmm. All right. Um, do you have a favorite? particular part of the opening that that you like better than anything else uh i mean there are a few bits that i would love to talk about um again uh with these jojo openings there are a lot of um there are a lot of great visuals that to someone who has no context of the rest of the series is just kind of like oh that was neat and cool but as as always they do throw in like these little things of hey, if you remember all of these this series, um, here are some little tidbits for you. Uh, particularly for me, they do show off the three main antagonists in a very. They change the art style up a lot. It's a lot more line work than is the uh, than the kind of standard animation that you have for the opening. Those antagonists, of course, not shown in this episode, but I just like to kind of get Travis's idea of what he thinks they might be. So we have Cars, Wham, and ACDC. <laughs> what? You know what? 
what I've learned is I should make no assumptions, particularly with an author that's perfectly fine making the 30s and the 80s the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing happened in those 50 years, except the part of the future came back to the past and made all of the past the present that is the future. That was a really complex sentence, and I'm not sure if I followed it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was correct. Physics is hard. Sure, that's it. We, we've, we've talked about the opening now, and the music is... The actual song is a great. <laughs> it, it definitely... It's one of those songs that kind of pumps you up, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, let's punch some vampires with power from the sun. Sounds like a plan to me. So we open up this episode uh, 49 years since the events of Part 1. We open up, of course, on the mainstay of Part 1, Robert E.O. Speedwagon, who we get the narrator saying that, you know, sometime after Jonathan died, uh, he found oil and is now a major oil baron. Oh, yeah. now he's rich and shit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I recall, wasn't he some kind of inspector? No, Speedwagon was basically um, like a street rat, just kind of a gutter punk type. In the first episodes we watched, he went yeah, yeah, from yeah. street rat to oil magnate. Mm-hmm. All right. We missed a couple of things in those years. No, because like literally the end of, uh, the end of part one is Speedwagon, still a Speedwagon. And then apparently in the interim, the narrator fills us in and says, oh yeah, by the way, he found oil in the desert, and we're just going to gloss over that because at some point the Joe Stars will need money. Well, yeah. Fuck it. Deus Ex Machina! (laughs) Uh, We also get introduced to another character from part one, uh, Straitso. Now, I have only seen that one episode of Joe's, so... I do not recall seeing this character. In the manga version, Straits and his buddy Dyer, Dyer Straits, very funny, uh, and the Hamon master Tom Petty. Uh, basically, yeah, I noticed the Tom Petty thing. Yeah. Basically, this is a... killing me. Slowly, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying inside, and you're doing well, it to me. Just, just because of music? Are, are you not a fan of Dyer Straits? Actually, most of the 80s is pretty awful for me. At least (laughs) popular, well-known artists. Mm. Not my jam. That's fair, that's fair. We need the arc of JoJo's where it's all punk, and then you'd be interested. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they... (laughs) So Dire Straits and Tom Petty helped in the fight against Dio, and by helped I mean Dire dies immediately, and the rest of them just stand around and watch Jonathan fight Dio. Because they're helpful like that. Yep, Uh, sure are. Uh, Speedwagon calls Straits in for a very specific reason. They have found some ruins in Mexico. In a uh, cave. In a cave. And, uh, you know, there are some things that we might uh, remember from part one. And this is a thing that you actually do might remember, Travis. (laughs) Rather than references I've been making. Yeah. um, No, they, uh, they walk on down into the cave. Chat, chat, chat. And then we come to this big-ass statue of a guy in the center of the room, and he is covered in the masks that uh, we had discussed in the first of our JoJo's episodes that turned Dio into a vampire. I think I got it right. Yep. 
That's right. Um, what yeah, is reve- I got it in one. <laughs> Yatta! What is revealed later is that this is Santana, one of the creators of the masks. That seems bad. <laughs> well, it's fine. He's an ancient Aztec creature who is basically a vampire. Again, this seems bad. Yeah. So we have a little chat between them, and then we cut to <laughs> Araki's vision of 1938 New York. It's the 80s, mm-hmm. with different cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and we, we start off with a uh, local pickpocket, Smokey, as he identifies a, uh, what is it, 195-centimeter-tall uh, Englishman who is ripped as fuck. That's true, and good on you, Smokey, that you can measure like that with your eye. <laughs> That's, exactly. like, really specific. Mm-hmm. And in centimeters. Mm. <laughs> this whole show is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you have to throw everything that you would believe out the window. <laughs> you, are, you are correct. <laughs> I know, I am. Yes, and said um, 195 tall uh, Englishman <laughs> is, is trying to currently buy a drink that is Coca-Cola, but not. Yes, it is legally and distinctly different from Coca-Cola, but is basically Coca-Cola. Yes. And as he's getting out his wallet, Smokey, as he stated, uh, starts to talk about he's looking for his mark, comes up and snatches his wallet and takes off running. Yep. And he ducks in an alley, thinking he's safe, and then there are two very... Well, one of them's like, okay, but then there's one who looks... Just, like, horrific, not-human person? Yeah, I've got the, that in my notes. Um, <laughs> oh, what are, oh, you know what? Other side. That's a different episode. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, okay, let's see. What the fuck is happening? Creepy <laughs> cave masks and statues. Oh, Droopy the Beat Cop is what I, uh, <laughs> I co- Because his face looks like Droopy Dog from, like, Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> He, it's he real fucked up. He looks like, to me, a wax sculpture of a pig's face that's just that, been left out in the sun too long. That's that's probably accurate, too. And you know what? I can't gloss over his partner, either, because he literally looks like Officer... Uh, uh, like the cop from the village people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's got the, the terrible... Mustache that no one in the 30s wore, I guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just waiting for the construction worker and the Indian to uh, show up so we can have some songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, there is actually a, um, there is a Navy captain if you want to do the full village people ensemble. Oh, there we go. Come on, break it up. They're out in the Navy or, or YMCA. Those are the two songs that I know. After that, I'm fucked. I don't know. I think that's the only songs they ever made. There's reason. Yeah, maybe just a bit. Anyways, back to the episode. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Melted Pig Face Cop starts beating the shit out of Smokey, and there is the lovely skull crack sound effect that shows up a few more times. Yeah. I've got to say, that's one thing that I've really noticed with this series, is that you can't hit somebody in this without, like, rupturing something internally, there's definitely internal bleeding going on or cracking bone. There's no just, ow, that kind of hurt. 
It yeah. was like mortal wounds every time somebody hits somebody. Yeah, there there are plenty of uh, fractured bones. I I would love for the spin off of um of like a medical drama in the world of JoJo's. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I can't imagine man, being a doctor in this world. It would th- suck. This guy came in with like a broken, like snapped off finger, and there's like a a bottle cap lodged in it. What the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, for forensic! Uh, if you you're a forensics guy, d- just some of the the scenes that you've got to come on in this world, just fuck that. You're like, no, nope, this is my first day, and I fucking quit. <laughs> CSI JoJo's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm totally editing a uh, a- anime world. Are there. you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> I'm I would I might watch CSI JoJo's because that seems the the right amount of trying to mix serious with ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want this, and I want you know the the dog Grim Reapers. That that those are the shows that we need. <laughs> uh, that's when we know we've made it in the podcast industry. When either of these shows get made, <laughs> that would be amazing. I could Hirohi- retire. I could retire happy. Yeah, Hirohiko Araki. I hope you're listening because I love your work. Can the next JoJo be a doctor? Who? That'd be amazing. JoJo's and Doctor Who crossover. Uh, no it wouldn't, because Doctor Who is a cancer. I I actually agree. I hate Doctor Who (laughs) real bad. Come fucking fight me if you hate it. (laughs) Fuck you, Internet. That's right. I think Doctor Who is overrated. Suck it. Yeah, I avoided it for ten years because (laughs) the cult members kept trying to push me to watch it. Then I finally did, and it sucked. I think Stephen Moffat is a bad writer. <laughs> We've just pissed off so many people. You you obviously couldn't see it, but I did the click and the uh, sassy head motion. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. All right. Now that we pissed off the internet, back to the show. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So Joseph Joestar, uh, this um, this part's JoJo comes out basically trying to save the uh, poor, defenseless, obviously concussed Smokey uh, by telling the cops that, hey, I just, you know, I gave him a full wallet with all of my identification as a gift, you know? Sure, I I do that all the time. I just hand my wallet over. Yeah. I mean, I would gift wrap mine first, but hey, this is is the 30s. Like, times were different. Right. It was simpler (laughs) back then. (laughs) Yeah. You just handed people your wallet. That was okay. Yeah. So and do we talk? Do we talk about the shitty cop, or do we just skip to him getting the shit beaten out of him and his finger going through his nose? Well, <laughs> we can do both at the same time. The cop's pissed off because he's trying to shake Smokey down for you know regular racketeering style money and half his profits from stealing. And you you know you did forget to um, mention that the cop, while insulting JoJo does in fact pick his nose and wipe a booger on his face. <laughs> that is a thing that really happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, oh. it was the 30s. It was a different time. <laughs> you say so. I think I'm... Uh, even in the 30s, I don't think I'm going to be okay. If I time time travel back to that simpler time, I'm still <laughs> going to be real pissed if I get some boogers on me. It's a thing. So, in which case... Jojo responds in the most natural form of punching him right in the nose. <laughs> right. While his finger's in it, so that his 
finger goes straight up his nose. Good and time. Just, like, pokes out. There, there, there's so many random just blood spouts. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone gets hit. They're just like, I don't know, fuck it. Just put blood everywhere. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Hey, you like violence. You like gory stuff. This is this is best anime for you. This is not best anime for me. <laughs> <gasps> so now I think we get to the part. I'm just going to gloss over that. Now I think we get to the part where I might have to explain something. Okay. Are you talking about Hamon energy? Yes. I'm talking about Hamon. It, it appears so... to be kind of like a weird... Um, you can't move things with your mind, but like a weird kind of extrasensory force kind of thing from what I've gathered? Maybe? So Hamon is a form of breathing that makes your blood ripple and then generates the power of the sun. Any questions? Several. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that you can answer them, because I don't think the person who invented it could answer those. Please. They were just like, so breathing plus blood plus sun (laughs) equals bullshit. Go. Go on, hit hit me with one of your questions. I'll I'll do my best to uh, answer. Okay, so... The sun produces energy with, with thermonuclear reaction, right? Correct. Okay, so your blood is now doing this? Yes? Yes. But you are not catching on fire or exploding. No, because Hamon... Which is what the sun does. No, because Hamon doesn't do any damage to the person using the Hamon. This is... Mm. <laughs> Hamon is also very conductive, so it's it can agitate liquids, it can travel across oil, um, there is a type of beetle that's shell is used to sew into fabrics to conduct it more and disperse it. Yeah. It makes a great breakfast cereal. <laughs> um, I- Hamonos. <laughs> Seems crunchy even in milk that it's agitating. Yep. So that that was Hamon. That's the Hamon discussion. It this is the last part that Ham. Well, Hamon is in part three, but it doesn't play a major role. Um, a new power comes up in part three. Yeah, I got questions about that. <laughs> that I feel more qualified to answer. Okay, yeah, but that is not this episode. So yeah. onward we march. So Hamon agitates the cola in the bottle, firing off, firing the bottle cap off. Faster than a man can pull a trigger on a gun, and breaks this guy's uh, village uh, people cop's finger. Yep, sure does. Allowing Smokey and Jojo to escape. And then we learn about... Uh, not yet, not yet. No, you forgot not... the every 80s commercial pose for drinking a cola. Because after he <laughs> yes. fires the bottle, he, he like tilts his head back. And like puts his arm way too far out and pours cola down his gullet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't gloss over that. I mean, that was ridiculous. It's like right out of a Coke commercial from the 80s. It's stupid. The problem is, I'm so used to JoJo poses just being like weird things that happen that it's interesting to uh, have a new new outlook on how that is strange. (laughs) Nobody ever poses like that. That is not a thing that human beings do. (laughs) I mean, in, in Iraqi's world, they do. Like, people pose all the time. Some people defy gravity to pose. Some people break their backs to pose and put arms where shoulders would not allow them to go. 
Sure, like you do. I mean, that's just voguing, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, so now one newly acquired Smokey, and I say that quite literally because he's like, hey, you stole something from me, so you want to hang out now? Like, he just <laughs> adopts him. <laughs> they do quite literally adopt him. <laughs> you, boy that stole my wallet, you're mine now. Oh, resisting urge to make slavery joke. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of felt a little uncomfortable with how they treated Rita. I think Smokey's supposed to be black, but it's hard to tell hmm. because they, they draw him darker, but... Yeah, the, the intention is that he's black because, <laughs> spoilers, Smokey survives. He becomes the first black mayor of New York. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Oh, this show is so ridiculous in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So, so we cut back. Is that... And, hold on, I've got to ask. Throughout uh, the series, is that a theme that people that are, like, super down on their luck, dirt poor, whatever, become these really lofty positions? Because we've got <clears throat> Robert Speedwagon that goes from, like, uh, gutter punk to oil magnate. We've got Smokey, who is a, a pickpocket that becomes the mayor of New York. I am trying to recall... I'm sure there are other examples of this, but I think in later uh, later uh, parts, Araki just decided that people who start off with misfortune gain fortune and then immediately die. Well, we're getting there. Yeah. So... We get the whole in, uh, introduction of, hey, this is Jojo, in case you didn't realize that an overly muscled Englishman could not be a Jojo. Uh, and we kind of get a lovely little tidbit about um, Joseph's family. Obviously, they talk about how Jonathan died at sea, um, his father died during the war, and his mother, he didn't know, but she died of disease. Yes. It, appear, it appears to be the the Joestar family curse that they all die relatively young, mm -hmm. with the exception of Granny. Ar yeah, well, Arena. she's not she's not a Joestar. She oh. is she is the wife of Jonathan. Oh, okay. So she's not by blood. She's by marriage. Yes, I mean technically by blood because you have to put a baby in a thing to continue on a bloodline. But she That's herself how it's been explained to me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you had to put a baby in a thing. Mm -hmm. That is, who women? I think they're called. I'm pretty sure. So biology's real poor in England. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Joe? Or at least sex education? Personally, I never needed to learn this stuff. <laughs> It's still useful information to have, man. What if you're on Jeopardy someday? <laughs> I don't know what category this question comes up in, but fuck, now you don't have the answer. I'll take things that babies come out of for $500, please. Aches. Damn it. No, that's not it. <laughs> oh, boy. I love our weird digression episodes. So do I. <laughs> Anyways, so we get we get a small bit of the family history there. Mm -hmm. Um and do we cut back yet or do we do the scene in the restaurant first? No, we cut back to the cave in Mexico. 
That's where, right. Um, okay. Like all the masks are revealed. I think we did this slightly out of order, but the masks are revealed and straight so starts asking questions about Joseph. Like I heard that he is able to use. Oh, okay. First, Speedwagon says the reason I brought you here is because uh, this statue actually has a man in it. Like it has cells, right. it has heat. It's like actually a person stuck in there. And the theory kind of is that this is a creature like Dio, like it has vampiric nature to it. And Hamon is the only thing that kills vampires. So that's why he's brought straight, uh, straights to this random cave in Mexico. And then straight starts asking about, uh, you know, how good is Joseph with Hamon? And then we get a lovely scene of <laughs> a plane being hijacked. Yeah, we do. You know what? I kind of forgot about this scene. Did you forget because it's so stupid that they survive? Yes. Probably. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Do, does JoJo just straight up murder a dude that I don't even think is the hijacker? He's just the pilot of the plane? No, he knocks out Speedwagon's pilot using Hamon. Because Hamon is a very versatile thing. You know, the the power of the sun. Very versatile. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, I've my... signed on this far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my personal favourite touch in this scene that the comic book that um, Jojo is reading is called Bao, which is Hirohiko Araki's first ever manga, which was then turned into a awful film. <laughs> oh, really? I shouldn't say film, it's only like 40 minutes long. W well, now I need to know the name of it. Is it Bao? Bao, yeah. Okay. Funnily uh, enough... Uh, in kind of parallel with what the villains are working towards in part two, the entire theme of Bao is creating the perfect being, uh, which is done through, uh, I th yeah, it's basically just alien goop that they throw on a man, uh, and then he can create laser cannons from his chest. Wow. All right. I, th I think an episode in the future, like, we have to do Bao, like... <laughs> There's no getting around it. The dub is so beautiful. <laughs> so yes, by by knocking out Speedwagon's pilot with the power of the sun, he removes two chairs from the plane, taking Speedwagon and the pilot, and leaps out. Yes. The plane with, crashes, with... explodes, and they land on a grassy knoll, unharmed. Yes, they do. But you forgot that he instructs... Um... Speedwagon before they jump. Here, wrap the pilot in this as he hands him a chair. <laughs> Joe, explain to me, just real quick, how the fuck do you wrap somebody in a chair? Pass. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a breakdown in translation or what there, but... It, it actually, like, it could be. <laughs> I think that makes more sense than him actually that's asking. What, that's what I'm actually, hoping for. If I could go upstairs, I'm probably not going to because it would interrupt the recording, I could pull out my lovely hardback of this volume of JoJo's and find out what it says in the manga, but it's all the way upstairs, you know. Pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> so at the, the end of that that flashback, Streitzo is just like, okay, cool, so he's not great with Hamon. Hey, look, by the way, I killed these people that were with us. Yeah, he's like, hey, check this out. Boom, dead. <laughs> And then he goes on to a low... Oh, no, he kicks Speedwagon in the fucking head, uh, making the amazing skull crack noise. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and then he starts talking about how he admired Dio during their fight. And we get a lovely little flashback to scenes that Travis has not seen, including the part where Dio is cut in half, putting his face back together and talking. Like you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dio's English, right? Stiff on yes, her lip yes. and whatnot. <laughs> oh, bully, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, and then Straight puts on the mask and is like, I'm a vampire now, bitch. Pretty much. And then, the I don't know why, but when it happened, when, when he takes out Speedwagon, I just laugh because he karate chops him in the skull and just kind of like, <laughs> fillets the front part of his skull off with the face. There's like a face flap now. Yeah. So Speedwagon is totally dead. Does not appear in the rest of this part. The rest of this part. Because mm-hmm. JoJo's is a soap opera where death means nothing. <laughs> hey, not in these two parts. But death means a lot. Later. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. Good. So, yeah, we get the vampire transformation sequence and we fade into uh, Jojo calling a taxi in the only way that an angry Englishman knows how. By trying to pick a fist fight with the taxi cab driver and then blaming that fist fight because his grandma's pissed off that he's acting like an asshole. Oh, no, no, I was just calling a taxi. Yeah, yeah. Like this taxi driver didn't ask me to find a dog to like lick my butt clean. Oh, he did. He certainly <laughs> did. I'm going to start yelling at that. <laughs> I mean, that. that that is an excellent like insult. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand what it means. I just like it. <laughs> right. I I get that. Is that like a Japanese thing? Maybe it could be, or maybe I just think for for the sub, it worked with the flap, like the mouth flaps, and they're just like. Eh, fucking whatever, that'll work. I can't remember what it is in the English, though. I've I've watched this series so many times, I've watched the English, which is okay. I think Joseph is very good in it, but the guy who, uh, the guy who voices Joseph in the Japanese is an absolute legend. So, and again, I brought this up in our part one review, I just prefer the Japanese, because there's loads of, like, English stuff that comes through, uh, that just enhances the show a thousandfold. It adds to the ridiculous that it... That's one thing I have to say. As ridiculous as this show is, it's not up its own ass and doesn't realize it's not ridiculous. Hmm. I think it's fully aware of it. and It's just like, oh yeah, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely one of the most self-aware anime. <laughs> but, not, but not in your face about it. It's not fourth... Well, I actually know it is fourth wall breaking. <laughs> oh, bring on the Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they call a taxi to go to a restaurant. There's, a, again, like a bit more backstory on the family, where it just kind of talks about Arena, like, let Smokey into their family, I guess, because, like, she's lonely. And we get, like, a lovely, goofy bit of Joseph saying, yo, are you boning Speedwagon? Right, because you know how, like, when you're taking taxi rides with your grandma... If your grandpa's not around, you ask her about the dude she's banging. Mm-hmm. That's totally a conversation you have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Grandma, I know you're probably lonely. Where are you getting that D? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't laugh. That's a conversation we've all had. I usually put it more succinctly, but... um. 
<laughs> Yo, Grandma, where you getting that D? I think we found our episode title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, in that moment of desperation, I looked to my notes just like to look at something. And it brought it brings me to an interesting question, Travis. Yes. How old do you think Joseph is? Fuck if I know, because the time hop like this is the second episode of I I've seen. He looks mid twenty-ish to mm -hmm. early twenty-ish? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. He's nineteen. Sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> uh, so we we have our restaurant sequence, which is I think this sequence and the end sequence is why I wanted to show Travis this particular episode. I could have shown him like multiple other ones where he'd be like super confused about the plot, but this kind of boils down Joseph's fighting style, and it's it's really unique in anime. So what we get is a mobster goon saying, hey, I'm not going to eat with that black guy in here because this is the 30s, it was a different time. And Arena just says, yeah, you can beat the shit out of him. Just just don't annoy the other customers. Which is wonderfully Japanese. <laughs> Except she's British, but okay. It's also very British. <laughs> it's very British, Canadian, Japanese, you know. Any apologetic nation. Fair enough. But they didn't get in any lines this time, so it's not fully... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this, again, holy fuck, what, what is wrong with this guy's face? <laughs> okay, yeah. We're gonna talk about that? I thought we were glossing over it, but... This like, guy's fucking face. What is on his head? I don't know. Like, is, is that... Was that like an... Does he have a third eye, but it got... He, he was blinded in it, so he has like a third eye eye he patch. Has a third eye patch. <laughs> like, like that. I just kept staring at it. You know, like when somebody's got like like a mole or something on their face, and you don't want to be rude and stare at. It? Well, this is an anime. Fuck it, I'm staring at it. I couldn't mm -hmm. help it. I couldn't look away. And like, you know, that's fine. At least there's not any other facial deformities. What is his hair? I'm sorry. Does he just? Did he just like style it into spikes? That's okay. I'm I'm fine. I've gone over the hair. Gone over the his teeth though. His teeth where he's like taken each other teeth out and sharpened his teeth. I mean, like that's fine. What is up with his mustache? Did he just draw it on? Probably. <laughs> there are so many just fucked up things about like random NPCs in this, and I love it. <laughs> NPCs what? <laughs> It, it's like if you let a child that was full of acid play with a woolly willy doll. I don't know what that is, but America will get that reference. Uh, they're dumb, and I'm not even going to bother to explain it. You've got Google. Fucking look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we then we get into oh you're gonna fight me? Cool. Let me just find my brass knuckles. Aha! Uh -huh, if you're looking for your brass knuckles, they're in your back pocket because. Joseph is fucking fight Sherlock. Yeah, I was going to say, when did he get house-level deduction powers? <laughs> and that's the thing, I really, really love Joseph fighting in general, because it is so, like, it's Sherlock, it's house, it's the kind of split-second deduction skills that he's really super goofy, like, 
there's a lot of jokes kind of at how stupid he is, but he still has the kind of wherewithal in fights to kind of identify small details and know exactly what the person is going to say next. (laughs) (laughs) That's just precognition. Yeah, (laughs) that's just, that's just a anime power. And it's, I don't think it's, well, it is shown later, but the way he fights himself is all like misdirection tricks, which again, I love because it's something so unique about this series. Well, that's not bad. I mean, every other anime, it's all just, you know, crazy brute force. His his power level's over 9,000 bullshit. Mm. Which I think... I, I might have wanted to leave this to a stand battles, but we'll talk we'll talk about it now just because we're actually talking about it. JoJo's is a very generic, over-the-top 80s shonen manga slash show. But what sets it apart is each fight, not necessarily the fights we've seen, but future fights, because you've only seen two epi- you've only seen two episodes at this point. That's correct. All their battles or their fights are about basically problem solving like each fight brings new rules to what the battle is and it's about using what the main characters have to fight basically this problem that is presented by whatever the power that the antagonist has it's it's not so much about i am the strongest ra give me your strength earth it's about how actually smart each character is and like how they can use their very strange subset of powers to overcome an enemy. Yeah, I, I could see that uh, because um, I have watched a little ahead in show prep. Uh, believe it or not, we, we don't always just record one a week. <laughs> no, no, so- sometimes we watch... Uh... We watch two episodes, and we do two a night, and sometimes Travis watches the wrong episode, which doesn't actually have a fight sequence in it, which I love. It doesn't. Not at all. It had a lovely dining experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. You can tune in to JoJo's, and you can get bloody violence, or you can get fine dining. Mm -hmm. All in the same show. You know, that one episode where there's a two-part series on a rock-paper-scissors fight. Fucking bananas. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we should... We, we're, like, we're not even all the way there yet. We, we have talked the hell out of this episode. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's just wrap up this whole restaurant fight and get to uh, the good part. Um, yeah, uh, Joseph... He's like, it makes it look like he's getting punched by this dude with brass knuckles, but he pulls out, I guess, the spikiest coat rack ever. Right. Um, if you hate your coat and want to punish it for being bad, <laughs> or maybe you're just into a, like a, like some pretty extreme BDSM torture play with your coat, this is your coat rack. This is the sore of coat racks. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so the dude, like impales his entire hand which is not how you punch but okay uh on this thing and he is defeated and then his boss comes up and said hey speedwagon's dead this this do this tibetan monk killed him and it makes everyone very sad it does it also seems real non sequitur <laughs> this is not the conversation when you take out my goon that i'm going to have with you hmm. i mean he's like I don't know. I like cool mafia guys who just don't give a shit about the help they employ. And randomly dispense facts about (laughs) the person who took out their help's friends. I mean, maybe there is something wrong with him, because he has those very muscly eyebrows. 
I've come to accept that humanity is not actually human in JoJo's. <laughs> so, I mean, because you've got, you know, uh, Officer Droopy and uh, whatever the fuck Mafia Goon was, that's clearly not a human being. I don't know, it's probably some algae that formed into human sentience. Like a weird version of an orc? No, I was going for a very deep cut, but okay. Sorry, I m- might have missed that one then. Oh, because orcs are just tortured elves, aren't they? Oh, it depends. Are oh no, what, Warhammer, Workshop yeah. version? Warhammer Fantasy orcs are just mushrooms that grew into right. very brutish things. They're really angsty mushrooms. There we go, I accept your comparison. <laughs> Let's move on, because, dear God, we're dragging this one out. <laughs> I think we've had a lot of fun. Um, oh, we have, but we're just going <laughs> to blow everybody's mind, because it's going to be the longest episode ever. Oh, man. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, so we have the whole restaurant scene. Uh, I can't remember that anything else apart from the cafe scene. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, we could just basically skip to the cafe. There's nothing else that's terribly important, at least... For this episode, I don't know if he spoils something, but even if he does kind of lead to something bigger, it doesn't matter because we're not reviewing the very next episode. <laughs> yeah, so we we have this lovely scene of Joseph and Smokey in a cafe talking about push-up bras, which, again, it was the 30s. They was, were, these were probably only just being invented. <laughs> That's true. And there is a strange, oddly familiar man to Joseph. Stood outside in the cold, not making uh, any steam with his breath. Right. Because, remember, Jojo is house. (laughs) And or Sherlock Holmes. He notices all the things forever, all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't your shonen power be omniscience? Sure, why not? I mean, he can't even be distracted by that newfangled 1930s making boobs look bigger bra technology. AA cup to a C cup. Only $1.87. Hot damn. <laughs> so he, he strolls outside to meet this guy and he's like, Hey, did did you have fangs or something? Oh, you're straight. I guess I better pull this Tommy gun out from nowhere. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> he, there's, he, he's not walking with an odd gait. And I mean, a Tommy gun's not even close to small. This is not a thing that you should be able to conceal. He 100% goes all hammer space on this and just whips one out. And then I think we get we get the most beautiful line in this whole episode where uh, after he has shot an entire clip into this vampire through the uh, plate glass window to this coffee shop, sending cops spiraling everywhere and patrons running for their lives. Joseph walks forwards, tears in his eyes, and uh, says about you killing Speedwagon. Well, it's time for me to declare war. Do 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 I got a bit lost there. A little bit. It's okay. We'll bring you on home again. I just love that roundabout is a thing. That's the ending to this anime. Oh boy. So we've we've talked the whole episode pretty much to death at this point. Yeah, I think so. I heard a lot of what the fuck and like, this doesn't make sense. But Travis, did you enjoy it? You know, I think watching it was okay. Talking it through and hearing you enjoy it and just making fun of the ridiculousness of it, I did enjoy that. I enjoy, I enjoy the review more than I enjoy the watching of it. 
okay, I'm going to pretend that I'm not hurt by that. You didn't like best anime. I just told you that I like talking about your favorite anime with you more than I like the anime. Oh, uh, well, this this isn't my favorite anime. I know it's not. Yuri on Ice. No, not even <laughs> Yuri on Ice. Really? Uh, now I'm thrown. I don't know. Uh, the, I guess the thing with... JoJo's would absolutely be my favorite anime if everything was animated. At the moment, there's four out of eight parts animated, and we've not even barely, we've not even touched like the stuff that I really love about JoJo's. Uh, it's all in the manga because you know I'm I'm that guy. I am the read the JoJo's manga guy. Um, I I have a lot of problems with part one. I have so many problems with part three. Uh, part two and part four pretty pretty much flawless like not flawless but you know from the from the point of view of someone who enjoys this a lot like it has everything i want all right i can see that it's got a little bit of everything hmm. but um yeah i'm not sure at the end of the day that i will ever say that i love jojo's maybe if i were to try to watch it in order this uh random stuff it's a little hard to keep up with but i i am entertained in the episodes that I watch, because it's just cuckoo banana. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's the main thing. Like, as long as you don't come out of an episode of anything coming out, like, the worst thing you can say about any piece of media is that it's boring. Right, being that the entire idea is to entertain. Yeah, the actual worst thing you can say about the anime is, I hate you and I hate everything you stand for. Sword Art Online. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reserve that for uh, Monster Girls in real life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you would. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. I vehemently stated my case for it. I can't wait until we do another harem show, and you can see how good you had it at that point. Oh, Joe, don't make me hate you any sooner than what we need to. It's gonna happen. It's gotta happen. I know, and you've even tossed around things like, and I just... I have no real knowledge of what it is, but you've tossed around names like Bible Black, and I just feel like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to like that. I don't even like that. Like, I this know. is... We've we've learned... You have a friend that really likes that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the main selling point of this show is that Travis will not like things. We've seen that through several tweets, you know? I want to yeah. shout out a lot of people for tweeting our anime that will just Oh, Travis, you're going to hate some of these things. Travis, oh, I th- know. think I, about I, how much you're going to hate these things. <laughs> don't make me anticipate the hate. Just let, let it come natural. Okay, okay. <laughs> Speaking of making the hate come natural, is that a good segue? Travis, yeah, say something else sure. so I can segue off of it. No, All I don't right. like hey, that Hey, Joe, one. it's time for business. Do business. It's not time for business, you dang idiot. Oh. What time is it, then? It's time for you to do that thing. No, cat. Do not jump up on here on oh. the keyboard. All right. In that case, next time on WTF Anime. So it's still JoJo's month. I really hope you guys aren't getting sick of hour-long episodes of us talking about JoJo's. But it's this is only really the first one. This is the second one. The other one wasn't an hour, was it? I don't know. I'd have to have a look. Oh, well, it doesn't matter now. Go. <laughs> so next episode we will be watching and reviewing one of the episodes of part three and i've had some some consideration for travis of 
here's what will get you vaguely into the story, and if there's not, I can explain things around it. This time I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's watch episode number 38 of JoJo's Stardust Crusaders, The Guardian of Hell, Pet Shop. Yep. I mean... There's power mullets with cross-dressing and Pokemon battles, oh my. Is there cross-dressing? Oh, I guess, yeah, he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of wearing effeminate clothes. There, there's no way that's a dude shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little. I think now we can get on to business. Yes, on to business. Let's go, man. So, uh, our Twitter has been hopping, at least tonight. Uh, with tons of recommendations that uh, I absolutely want to thank you guys for, and I just genuinely want to thank you guys for listening to the show and being like, hey, make us watch this, or Travis will hate this, or the people who DM me on Twitter saying, dude, Travis, uh, he's going to hate this. <laughs> this show has become a let's fuck with Travis show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Travis, it was always it was designed to be that show. It's just now we've got audience participation. I love you, audience, but also genuine heartfelt fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you would like to get on the action of getting Travis to say fuck you, audience, you can follow us at WTF Anime Show. And I've noticed several times while I've been editing the show, I don't put a show at the end of it which will just send you to some weird, I think, meme retweeting thing. So, at WTF Anime Show. That's important. Official Twitter for our podcast. And if you'd like to email us, maybe you're not on Twitter, but you still kind of want to get involved, or, I don't know, sign us up for anime porn uh, mailing lists, we are at we are WTF Anime Show at gmail.com. And as ever, I am at... The Joe Hadfield, you can find out about my rigorous pre-recording strategy of drinking what is now a bottle and a half of wine and also playing a JoJo's fighting game, which is a lot of fun. Travis, where can they find you? Okay, you know, if you people are going to harass me, at least do me the the service of following me. If, if you're going to do that much. And I am at Dice Lobber, that's D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And on that note, hey, we're still in business. Um, I was going to close the show out, but if you have some time, leave us a rating review on iTunes. At the moment, we've apparently had a few submitted, but not enough to actually show up on our profile. So if you could hit us up with a rating review, just say that, hey, good, good podcast. Three out of ten, solid podcast. Would listen maybe two more episodes. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to draw this very, very long podcast to a close. Yep. <laughs> Good night, folks. Bye, everyone.